What's up guys? Real quick, if you haven't already got the Flexibility Blueprint download and watched the three-part video series that accompanies it, you should totally do that. My brother Yanni and I put a lot of work into boiling down 10 years of research and development into the best ways for family-oriented adults over the age of 35 to get really flexible. And it's totally free, so head over to unitygym.com and grab it. What's up everybody? My name's Rad Burmeister. I'm joined by my brother Yanni Burmeister. We're the founders of Unity Gym and the UMS, the Unified Movement System. And today we're reacting to a tragic loss in the fitness space uh, where an influencer has sadly died from a horrific accident uh, in the gym. If you haven't seen the video, I will, um, I'll show it now. It's all over social media. And then we're going to uh, talk about our thoughts on this. So this is 220 kilograms on the bar. And unfortunately, what happened there was traumatic injuries to the spinal cord and nervous system that I, I, I cannot remember this um, person's name. His name is uh, Justy Vicky, um, who died in hospital shortly after that. So before we, before we go into Yanni and my thoughts on this, the first thing that we have to say is the obvious, acknowledge the tragedy that this is, that somebody has died um, from a freak accident uh, in a gym that we have, um, you know, there's, there's a partner that doesn't have their partner anymore. There's parents that don't have their, their child anymore. I don't know if this guy has kids, but we really want to just pay some respects there. This is a, this is an absolute tragedy and, you know, our hearts go out to the people who are obviously suffering um, the loss from this. But what Yanni and I wanted to talk about is we wanted to talk about um, how we believe people can learn from this and potentially avoid it happening for themselves because this is something that we have actually seen before. I've seen, I'm not gonna say the person's name, Yanni, but do you remember we had a member at Unity Gym that did that exact thing uh, 10 years ago now, and they did it with 80 kilograms on the bar. So it obviously didn't kill them. To my knowledge, they didn't even hospitalize them because they were back in the gym training, but they were squatting unsupervised with an amount of weight that was well beyond their capability and without even the uh, knowledge or understanding of how to how to dump the weight. So we've seen this happen before, that exact accident. And yeah, over to you, Yanni. Uh, what are your thoughts on on this whole thing? Yeah, I've got I've got lots. Um, I've seen it many times. I've I've seen uh, I've actually seen a good close friend of mine um, do exactly that with two hundred kilos on his back, and uh, really, it left scar on the back of his shaved head because it uh, the bar scraped over his um, neck and skull because he collapsed forwards Oof. and uh, I have um, first of all I want to just um, second what Rad said this is a tragedy there's someone who's lost their life there's a there's a loss of life which is to my knowledge very rare that, uh, in in the gym uh, and um, I want to give my con con condolences to their loved ones their family friends uh, and anyone who's been affected by this. But I also want to really um, reiterate and second that that it's important that we learn from this and uh, because there's a lot, I think, that went wrong here. And uh, Rad and I have quite strong opinions on this, you know. Now, we should 
say we've never competed as a power lifter before and it, it's clear that this guy's probably into powerlifting and they have a very different culture to what we've i guess uh become accustomed to in our gyms uh but i've always been of the belief that you've got no business being under a weight unless you you can um bail out safely you know and there was you know there was no ability to bail out here now i can't I can't um, this is say just, whether just this Just in the guy... background, Yanni, I, I don't know if you can see on the screen, but this is me bailing out of 180 kilograms. This is what Yanni means by bailing I, out. I can't see anything on the screen. I okay. can't see oh. you either, Rad. So That's okay. Well, right. um, but, uh, you know, I can't, like, I don't know whether this guy just blacked out because that happens sometimes, you know, where you, you pass out under a weight and that's freakish and I've seen it happen and it's very, very dangerous. Um, but there's two, I think, two things here that need to be discussed. One is whether he had um, any business being under that weight so poorly supervised. You know, there's there's safety um, uh, mechanisms that you can put in place. Oh, that's better. Now I can see. There's safety mechanisms that you can put in place uh, that um, that you you know uh that will prevent this sort of thing from happening so you know so one might say why wasn't he using spotting arms that's one sort of argument the problem is that the spotting arms actually uh damage the barbell if you drop the barbell on them so some people opt not to use them uh the mono lifts have straps that will catch the bar and prevent it from crushing you like that and and then the third uh and then obviously um, what Rad and I aspire to train people or teach people is that, you know, once you achieve, and we'll dig right into this later, but once you achieve, um, I guess, the requirements to be able to squat that heavy in mobility, then for me, to give you an example, my heaviest lift ever, it, the most comfortable point for me in that lift is at the very bottom. You know, I can sit down there for, for minutes and minutes without any any problem at all and i i've never lifted 220 kilos the heaviest i've ever lifted in a squat is 185 kilos uh so it's well short of that mind you uh i'm a lot lighter than that um the gentleman in that in, in that video so you know it, it it probably wouldn't be as different because of um the body weight uh ratio but uh yeah, look, like I, I feel like if you can't get down into the bottom there and, and still posture up, then it's it's a it's a very dangerous thing to do, you know, and, and most people will probably disagree with me, especially the power lifters um, among us. But um, that's just my personal opinion. You know, if you can't hold your posture and hold if you black out, that's sort of a different story. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that we could argue there. Can, but I, the can second... I jump? Hang on, wait. Just let me say this finally. The second part to this is that when you're lifting a max lift like that, then you either have the setup, the safety set. Uh, you know, if you can't bail out like Rad just showed there, then you have spotters. And when you're spotting 220 kilos, you usually have three people, one on either side to take a plate stack and then one behind you to make sure that you don't collapse under the bar. And that is part of the thing that really pisses me off that I think people can learn from here. So if you don't have the right equipment, then have the right people around you, you know, because this could have been avoided if there was three spotters there who knew what they were doing. Um, you know, the guy that was spotting him there did absolutely nothing. And frankly, he couldn't have done much because, you know, no one can lift 
220 kilos plus the body weight of someone who's just collapsed under the bar. And that's why you would have three people there because three people can. Uh, and I don't know, you know, if you watch a powerlifting competition, that's a really good way to have a look at how they professionally spot um, someone who's lifting a really heavy load like that. Sorry, Rad, go on. Well, look, uh, I'm actually just looking for a video from our friend Sebastian Oreb because he's got uh, plenty of them on his. I, I haven't watched this video, so I don't know how relevant this is, but just looking at the people around him, I'll share this. But this is an example of what Yanni's talking about with, you so know. That's a having... monolift. You can see the straps hanging there. So yep. if he was to fail like the guy in the video, the 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 the, the equipment's going to catch the bar. But look it's at the two. But look him. at the two people on either side that are spotting him as well, um, and they're guys that themselves can lift that amount of weight. You know, that's a that's a point. Anyway, look, my <clears throat> my thoughts on this, this and that don't skip over that because that's really important. <clears throat> you know, because I see guys in the gym doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing, and uh, it, you know, you, 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 you don't get a second chance. I mean, this poor guy in the video, I've never seen him before. I don't know who he is. I don't know what his background is, but what I do know is that that was an absolute disaster. What went on in that video and it could have been avoided. Yeah. You know, this it could was, have been avoided. This it, was it, the, the, everything about this is like when you've had everything about when, this when you've wrong. got, when you've got the experience that Yanni and I've got, and you look at this, this is not somebody that came close to success with this this was a this was a the catastrophic failure and yeah. look this this is my two cents on this and these are our opinions right there's going to be people that watch this and that, that completely disagree and, and that's your prerogative you know you're welcome to write down what you think um in the comments hey, look i invite you share share yeah, in the comments sure. of this but video you this know is, we'd this love is, to know what you think this is my personal opinion when I look at training, I'm 45 now, and when I look at training, and you, make no mistake, when you're older than 35, you are fighting against your body deteriorating. It's what's happening. Up until the age of 35, you're getting stronger and everything's just working for you. But from 35 onwards, you're getting weaker and there's a lot of things that happen. And from age 40 onwards, I saw an Andrew Huberman podcast on this recently. There's all these things that happen every year. Every year you lose 1% of your muscle mass, reversible by doing resistance training. Um, every year you lose three to 5% of your strength. Every year you lose eight to 10% of your um, explosiveness. There's all these things that happen, right? So the older you get, the more I recommend that you, that you take heed to what I'm saying. And my, this is my opinion, is that you, whatever you do, you look at the risk versus the reward, okay? Now, my, my best ever um, squat, and it was just before I did that 180 kilo squat, so I, I did this squat that I'm about to show you uh, about five or eight minutes before I did the 180, and it, it came up so easily that Yanni goes, oh man, you should go for 180, I think you'll get it. So this was my best ever squat. This is 170 kilos when I was at 85 kilograms uh, body weight. And I just completed a super accumulation program, which is a program that made me very confident and comfortable with squatting. So you can see I was pretty comfortable with that squat. So we went for 180, I didn't make it and I dumped it, but it wasn't dangerous for me. But now as I get older, and as we, as I, you know, that was, I think I was 39 maybe or 40 when I did that squat. I don't lift that heavy anymore. And the reason I don't is because when I did that 170 and I missed the 180, and so I hit double body weight, 
And I just started to think, what's the risk versus reward for this for me? I don't compete in powerlifting and I don't come close to powerlifters. I'm never gonna be able to post videos on Instagram that look impressive when there's people that are posting triple their body weight, you know, doing squats. It, I, just, I just don't compete on that level. And so when I weighed that up, I thought to myself, you know what, the risk of this, like that 180, that was so damn heavy. And I could feel that if it went south, that something could go really wrong for me. And I just thought, you know what, it's not really for me. I don't really see how this is going to benefit me that much. And I'm happy being able to squat 150% of my own body weight with ease. Like I can walk up to like 150% of my body weight, which is about 130, 135 kilograms. And I can bust out reps with that easily. And I'm really happy with that. That's a, that's a really, that's enough weight to maintain really good muscle mass, really good functionality and everything that I want to do. And Yanni and I have been personal trainers for almost 20 years now. We've been in, in and out of gyms for a long time. And when Yanni talks about how he's seen people do things that are just way beyond them, we, we see it all the time. And we've seen some catastrophic injuries with people. I've never seen a death before this one, but I've seen catastrophic injuries. And when you have a catastrophic injury that changes your life, there's no going back from it. Like you, you, you lose the ability to do things that you love because you completely blew your knee out or you blew your shoulder out or you blew your spine out or your neck or whatever it is. And my, my question to you is, or my, my challenge to you is, just ask yourself, is it, is it worth it? Is, it? is it worth going for that you know, ego lift that is probably really only gonna do not much more that for you than being able to post a video on Instagram that people will maybe give you some praise for and then that's kind of it. Versus if you train in a way where you're not trying to do things that are out of your capability and if it's always you versus you, then it's very, like I haven't had any major injuries for a long time and I train in a way that really makes me thrive. You know, I'm, I'm in really good shape. I'm in probably better shape than I've ever been. Um, at age 45, I'm strong, I'm flexible, and, I can, and I'm working on being able to do things that are really fun and fulfilling, like calisthenics skills and, and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's my two cents on it, without, without going well, on too much of a rant. Yeah, I, I'll finish on, I've found it very interesting when we've had professional powerlifters and some of the world's strongest guys on our podcast, and they generally will have a different perspective to training than the, than the um, amateurs like this guy looks like they don't they don't often push themselves that hard in training they do that in competition when they're in a professional environment where they've got professional spotters there to make sure that they're safe and the majority of the time when they're training they don't train one rms that crazy you know especially not in like a commercial gym where it's you know there's really no one there who knows what they're doing to spot them and um it yeah, it really, really, I think that people need to understand that. Like, you know, squatting your max 1RM, uh, deadlifting your max 1RM, even bench pressing your max 1RM is something that you should really do seldom. It's not something that you do often and it's something that you should only do when you, you're in the supervision of people who can, who can spot you properly, you know, or you're using equipment that uh, is going to help you like a monolift or something like that if you get into trouble. Uh, but what Rad said, I, I'll echo, you know, risk versus reward. There is no uh, st strength adaptation worth risking your life. And, you know, when you're dealing with weights that heavy, uh, I've never stood under a 200 kilo, but 
I'm sure Rad can bring up a photo of me sitting under 180 kilos comfortably, comfortably, and that's close to my max lift. Um, and I could I could sit there for 30 seconds under that weight. You know, I could probably probably uh, sit under a 200 kilo. I wouldn't be able to bring it back up again, but I could still posture up and sit under it at the max um, uh, end range. Um, uh, because I've de I've earned the right to be down there by developing a balance of strength and flexibility. You know, there's not true strength cannot be achieved in the absence of mobility. Uh, the gentleman in that photo had no business being down there under that much weight. He couldn't even hold his posture. Like the the moment he stepped out uh, uh, from that um, rack, I could tell that that was going to be an ugly lift because he was already slouching. He couldn't really hold his body in the right position. Uh, that's a that's a 180 kilogram. I don't know what pounds that is, but I I, I did that for the photo. So we were taking shots for I, our website. Pretty sure it's that's over 400 pounds. Lift. It's four plates on each side. It doesn't matter yeah. what country you're in. It's four 44 pound plates or 20 kilo plates on each side. But you only sat in that position for a while to get lots of yeah, pictures. Yeah, probably <laughs> at least 15 or 20 seconds. You know, um, while while we got different photograph angles uh, to get the best shot, and I didn't bring it back up because i'd been down there for so long i was pretty fatigued but that but that it in itself but that in itself furnishes what you're saying because you know you know you had 180 and then you just dropped it at the end and you didn't yeah i just it dump up. it off my back because i've got the and ability to posture up and not collapse under the weight not fold under I've the got, weight i've got something that i want to say just quickly lastly the that only comes with mobility you cannot get to the bottom range and then dump a weight if you don't have the mobility to be there in the first place. And so I would challenge anyone who argues this, if you can't do that, you've probably got no business being down there. And it's a hard thing to face, you know, because your ego says, no, I can, I can lift. I've had people say to me, yeah, I can, I, I can squat really deep as long as I've got enough weight on my back. Right. That's, that statement is ridiculous. And yeah, it, is, it is, it is, cause for alarm in my in my opinion we, we've had we've had people come to the gym that load up um you know 100 kilos let's say which is still a decent weight for somebody that's you know under it like anything above your own body weight if you're average joe um it, it you know can be very dangerous and they can't go even close to um ass to grass and when we get them to squat without any weight and i say let's have a look at your squat and they go ass to grass without any weight so you say, well, why are you lifting so much weight that you don't even have the confidence to go all the way down? You don't and, have the control. You don't yeah. have the stability. And I, I, I think a lot of people really don't understand the way that adaptation occurs. Like you go to the gym and you squat or you bench or you deadlift or you pull up or whatever with the goal to elicit adaptation. That's the process that occurs in all the muscle fibers and the, the connective tissue and the bones and everything. It's adaptation to stress. And adaptation to stress occurs over time. It doesn't, you don't get the adaptations that people are looking for by just lifting as heavy as you can in a really dangerous way. The body doesn't adapt like that. It adapts to lifting heavy over and over and over and over again. And something that our friend um, Sebastian Orb, if you don't know who he is on Instagram, Australian strength coach, um, you know, when we've spoken to him on our podcast, uh, he talks about how, him and the best powerlifters in the world, um, he's, he knows the Lily Bridges uh, really well, the father and son team. Um, they don't go above like 80% 1RM during 
training because it's so dangerous. They only do their 1RMs in uh, competition. And that's something to, to, to think about. And the reason why is because when I asked Bass that, because I've, I'd seen him do 1RMs many times before, he said, mate, I was just getting injured all the time and I can't afford it anymore. And when you lift that heavy all the time, you just run that risk of injury. So I train to be as strong as I can. And then when I compete, I lift my 1RMs. And so if you're just at the gym training and you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to lose fat, you're trying to um, get stronger, then I challenge you that, that training at that level, at a level where you, know, you, you run the risk of not being able to get the bar up for one rep, you're, you're, you're missing the point of, of what the goal of weightlifting is. You know? And for most people- unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of these guys train, lift these weights to get a good Instagram post yeah. nowadays. You know, and I would challenge you to just try to focus on a better quality movement. Yeah, because because it's going to shock people yeah, the weight, the load. You know, yeah, that's right. That's right. All right I think ten. it's more rare. I think it's more rare to see a decent weight executed perfectly than it is to see an enormous weight executed terribly. Yeah. And uh, I think yeah, let's let's try and change the culture among lifters to do things properly. Um, and execute uh, a nice lift, you know, as opposed to something that just looks horrible and is really dangerous, you know? Yep. Which is, this is actually really funny because somebody's just commented on this video saying that if you go, I'll, I'll share this so you guys can see this because he's saying, if you go too low on dips like this guy, you'll get a ticket to Snap City. So have a look at my dip here. I, here we go. So this guy thinks that that's too low. But the problem is, the only reason why he thinks that's too low is because he's never he's obviously not strengthened full range of motion. Now you don't if you can't dip, if you've never gone and and trained yourself and conditioned yourself to dip, you wouldn't go in and try and do what I did just then. But that is so easy for me. It's that's like I can't even describe how easy that is. I do that with weight on a belt you know with a with a decent i mean again I, i'm not going to compete with any of those bar brutes people but i can do that with 25 kilos for three reps or so to say that that is dangerous is a complete misunderstanding of how strength and flexibility and the adaptations that occur from training occur it's about how you, it's not the exercise that's dangerous it's not a deep dip that's dangerous it's how you got there that's dangerous and because I've spent the time to, you know, get to that level and same with Yanni with his squats, with me with my squats, it's not dangerous for us. So it's not the exercise that's dangerous. It's how you got there. So yeah, have a think about that. Yeah. Cool. All right, team. Well, hope you, uh, hope you enjoyed that. If you've got any questions, if you've got any videos that you want us to react to, let us know and we will react to them. That's, that's what we're here for. We want to have... Yeah, we want to help you guys be safe and we want to, um, you know, give you the info that you're looking for. So if you've got anything that you want us to have a look at and give uh, give you our two cents on. And if you want to go and uh, check out other ways that you can learn more from us, go to unitygym.com. If you're new to our content on social media, the next best step for you is to go and get our flexibility blueprint. It's a three-part video series and a really valuable downloadable PDF where Yanni and I have basically condensed 10 years of research and development of flexibility and, and strength training for adults. And we've put it into this three-part video series that you can watch in 10 minutes. 
uh, you can go and get that. That's completely free at unitygym.com. Yeah, and that'll, that'll help you earn the right to get down to a bottom deep squat like that. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And if you want to go a bit further, we've got uh, beginner and uh, intermediate and advanced flexibility programs. Or for those of you ready to go all in, you can join the UMS Tribe membership where you work directly with Yanni and I, and we uh, write all of your programs for you. Have a wonderful day, everyone. And uh, we'll see you in our next video.